Hey, what's up, guys? This is your girl Coco with another episode of Kikan with Coco. If you are new to the show, let me tell you a little bit about it. It's about life in general with an emphasis on relationships. I have my friends, family, or guests come on the show and we kiki about whatever the day's topic is. Today, I'm really excited about this couple I have on the show today. It is Phil and Amber White. So y'all want to go ahead and say what's up to the Kiki crew and just tell us a little <laughs> bit about you guys. I love that. What's up, what's Kiki, up Kiki crew? crew? <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, thanks so much for having us, um, Coco. We yes. are, like you said, Philip and Amber, we have been married almost nine years. Mm -hmm. we, We've been dating longer than that. Though. We've been dating for so long. So <laughs> We met in high school. We did not date in high school, but that's kind of where our relationship really started. And so it's just been a wonderful, crazy journey since then. Um, we have three kids. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what, 14, eight, and almost four. And so our house is always hectic. Always, <laughs> always loud. Definitely, definitely. But we're excited to be here. I mean, we talk about parts of our relationship on the internet and that's really how you found us. And that's something that we really care about, you know, just showing healthy, happy Black love. Absolutely. I think that is super dope because as I mentioned, um, when we were kind of just talking prior to, you know, it's nice to see couples on social media that are showing like relationships actually take work, marriage take work. Right. And mm -hmm. um, I think that's one thing that a lot of people miss is that the work that's involved to keep it going. So right. I can definitely appreciate y'all for putting that message out there and can't wait till we get into the hot cup of cocoa to discuss yes. why y'all actually <laughs> here. <laughs> Let's <Right>. do it. <laughs> so every episode, we kick off the show with a drink with cocoa. And feeling Amber's recommendation this week is the Apothic Red Wine, which is a red blend. And it is not, it's not a sweet wine, but I can oh. definitely say I'll drink it depending on who I'm around. But mm -hmm. you guys want to let everybody know like how y'all started drinking this? Yes. So I'll, I'll <laughs> actually start. So I came up with this idea for Amber and I to be wine connoisseurs. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't drink any hard liquor or anything like that, but it's just something that I think that we would enjoy. So we started off with our journey of tasting different wines and we came across this apothic red mm -hmm. and man, it's a change. <laughs> so every time we, you know, and we kind of do like maybe weekly or so, we'll buy maybe two or three um, different types of wine and just kind of try them out and see what we like and what we don't like. So I'm a big research person. So we really started with like even just the right type of wine glasses and, mm -hmm. you know, the different blends and everything and where they come from. Yeah. And so we just would, you know, pull different wines, you know, at Sam's, Costco, you know, just the different stores that had different price points. And so we would try some, you know, low end, some high end in the middle and that apothic is a low end, but it's, it's a, a staple now. Yeah. <laughs> Every time. 
We got to keep them apart the green. Definitely. Well, I'll definitely be getting a bottle and sharing it with you guys on social media. So if you haven't tried the Apothic Red, I would definitely, and especially if you like red wines, I would suggest this wine for you. And then if you drink it, you know, let me know. (laughs) Hashtag Kikin with Coco. Hashtag drink with Coco. And now that we got this drink going, we're going to go ahead and get into the word on the street. So this week, um, well, actually, last week, Sierra Mm -hmm. was the guest host on the Ellen DeGeneres show. Mm -hmm. And I'm assuming she was interviewing her husband, which is Russell Wilson. And Mm -hmm. I guess in like public, not public settings, but I think settings where they're being recorded, she Mm -hmm. was telling everybody like he just makes her so nervous and just to kind of make it fun. He's like, y'all want to see me make her more nervous? And he gets down <laughs> like he's about to propose and asks if they can have more babies. So um, what is y'all's take on more babies? I know y'all have kids. Like, how would you feel, Amber, if he said to you right now, let's have more babies? Okay, <laughs> So I love babies. I love women being in that natural, vulnerable state of carrying a child and birthing a child. Like, I'm super passionate about that. As for me and my body, (laughs) we're done. (laughs) We are absolutely done. And I'm so thankful that me and Philip are on the same page with being done. So (laughs) the shop is closed for us. But if Sierra and Russell want to have more, more power to (laughs) y'all. Exactly, because they can definitely afford the more. (laughs) 100%. 100%. 100%. But but not only that, but even though kids are expensive, but it's just the time that you have to, right. to each child. Like the more you have, mm-hmm. the less time that you can really devote to that child. And there's such a difference in having one child versus two kids. Like it's it's so, it's so different. different. It's night and day. So yeah. when you add another kid to the mix, it's like, Okay, like, what am I supposed to do now? (laughs) Yeah. So how did you feel like when you did have your second child? Were you questioning like, how am I going to give this child attention and still give the other child attention? How much time do you have? Man, look. So here's kind of how it started. So me and Philip have two kids together and he had a son before we got married. Mm-hmm. So there was a little sense of kind of parenting there, but because he doesn't live with us, it was such a totally different ball game. So totally when different. we had our first child, I felt like, you know, after a few months, like I'm in my groove, like I got this down pack. So yeah. then when I got pregnant again, which was almost four years later, I was like, oh no, she is just going to flow into our little routine and it's going to be great because we got this down and I am a super mom and I'm making it happen. Yeah. But then after having her, it was like, oh, the old routine is forever gone. Right. And she's not going to get into anything. We're going to get up to speed with what she has going on. Okay. So okay. it was so different. Like I'm, we're such a routine family. Mm-hmm. So it was throwing the old routine out and like literally starting from scratch everything that we used to do we no longer do okay <laughs> and then it was a girl she just came in and changed the game oh she it. changed every single thing like hey i know that you guys are used to this life but we're not doing that anymore yeah. <laughs> 
and she's almost four and it's still an adjustment because she is <laughs> she running the house boy. oh she runs the entire house yeah. okay so y'all have a boy and a girl two uh-huh. boys and a girl yeah but at home so we just have the boy and the girl and when i tell you the girl is it's her world Man, <laughs> it is her world and i grew that's, up that's how no you sister. do that right there exactly and i grew up with no sister so all so of the this, girl life so this is stuff me. is new to me Coco. Like, i don't know what to do like i don't know what to do like it's it's an experience but he's doing such a good job like he adores her she is i mean he acts like he adores her he <laughs> she has him wrap around his finger and i love it i feel like that's how it's supposed to be you know yeah, yeah. of course of course but a- i i definitely think like russell and sierra could definitely like well apparently she open to having more kids but she did right. say just mm-hmm. one more so but i love them and i love her pregnant like I mm-hmm. feel like that's just kind of her space. Like she owns it so well. So mm-hmm. I love seeing her pregnant and seeing her just being a mom. And I just love how much, you know, they love one another. And so yeah. I feel like, yeah, if they like it, I love it. Do it. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think that um when you are on the same page, making those life decisions together seem like a joy versus it being like, ugh. I got to do this all over again, you know, so I definitely feel like it's something that they both, both want. And it's not just him being like, I want to have another baby. (laughs) Right. For you to take care of. Right. 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 (laughs) Yeah. So I definitely say good luck with that. And I do look forward to seeing her pregnant because like you said, she carries it very well. And it it is something about seeing a woman pregnant, like even Rihanna being pregnant right now. Like I love it. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. And she's like, I'm going to show this bump any way possible. And you're going to get the bump. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So now that we talked about like having a baby, this next topic is kind of like, can I actually give my baby away? So okay. Steve Harvey, um, his daughter has been date Laura Harvey has been dating Michael B. Jordan for at least over a year now. And the question was asked to him, would he allow her to marry him? Or how would he feel if Michael B. Jordan asked her to marry him? And he seemed very hesitant. But I think from a father's standpoint, Phil, you could probably understand where he's coming from with that one. Well, definitely. I I feel him on the um, not wanting to give his baby away to anybody. I mean, that's my baby girl. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but, you know, if if Steve uh, has issues with that, I mean, I think that's, that's actually Lori's decision. Like, you know, if right. she wants to be Michael B. Jordan, I mean... I, I just can't see her saying, all right, Steve, if you don't want me to, well, all right, dad, if you don't want me to be with him, I'm not going, I'm not going to marry him. Like, that's going to be like, nah. Rather archaic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, we still giving away our kids? Like, how does that work? <laughs> you know, I think when parents are actually present in their child's life, children's mm-hmm. lives, and when they have close relationships with them, I think it is hard for them to see, mm-hmm. see like their kid, like 
Like, I think parents egg their kids to be like, okay, now you this age, like, go to college, get out, you know, live your life. But then when it really comes down to like, knowing like you're no longer responsible for this person anymore in that way, it could be like just just feel kind of weird or crazy yeah it's hard absolutely absolutely I I can't even imagine that like I know just with our kids they're so small but even as they get more independent it's still kind of hard for me to be like okay he can do it he's eight you know let Mm -hmm. let him handle it so I can definitely imagine that it's just hard you know seeing your children grow up grow up but it's kind of also like, you know, it's a part of life and you just have to really hope that you have instilled them with the right qualities uh-huh. to where when they actually get out there in the real world, for one, they're prepared, you know, mm-hmm. and for two, that they're able to navigate, but still kind of lean on you as a parent. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I know me and my mom, if I let her, my mama will run my life. <laughs> my mom too. My mom still. <laughs> And I've even yeah. had to tell her before, like, I just even remember being in college, like, hey, I just want you to know you're no longer an active participant in my life. Like, <laughs> you, you're now on the sidelines. Like, I'll come to you when I need a little coaching, but you're watching, yeah. not yeah. doing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you did a great job and I appreciate it. And appreciate that. Yeah. Right. But you're done. You're done. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I could, I could definitely get that point of view of it of just like realizing like your child is I think being married is actually like for a woman it's mm-hmm. your parents way of being like you a real adult now you right. know what I, mean? I, 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 I because I know like one time my mom had told me a long time ago she was like you know until you're married it's my you're my responsibility and I'm like what like (laughs) well since I'm your responsibility you want to pay this rent right 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 and even still I can even attest to being married my mom still like I still have to sometimes remind her like hey I need you to not sweat what's happening right now just trust that you did a good job and let yeah. me live. I need you to just chill out a little bit. Yeah. So I definitely, I mean, like you said, it's Lori's decision if that's what she wants to do. And I don't think Steve would stand in the way of it. I think as long, I think any parent, all they want is to know that their child is loved, taking 100%. care of, and that that person is going to treat them well. Absolutely. So, and that goes for whether it's a son, a son or a daughter, you know, not just a daughter. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know if that's in the works for Michael B. Jordan and Lori Harvey, <laughs> but I, I think it's cute. I think this is one of her more long-term relationships. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I would definitely like to see what's going to happen next for them. I think you are not alone in that, you know, uh, the ladies (laughs) love Michael B. Jordan. So everybody is very interested in how this relationship is going to play out. So Mm -hmm. I'm always rooting for, you know, Black couples to just be happy and thrive. So I'm always rooting for it. Yes, I'm definitely rooting for Black love. I think I will say I believe our generation, especially with social media, 
they mm-hmm. made it like known that there are black people out here who Absolutely. who are in love who do get married because I feel like at one point it was just like black people don't get married like yeah that was the narrative that uh-huh. was being portrayed on on television so mm-hmm. I think social media has definitely brought a positive light to mm-hmm. black love and also I think I mean, and it, not in all instances, but I do think that it has almost um, destigmatized like famous men or wealthy black men, you know, and I'm saying famous black men who will go and marry a white woman versus mm-hmm. a black woman. So yeah, right. I, I like seeing more of that as well. So absolutely, absolutely. And that what you said was just kind of like at one point it was getting to a point to where black people weren't getting married and social media has kind of like shed a light on like, Hey, we're out here. We are thriving as well. That really was the biggest motivation for us starting our page and everything because we wanted to be a part of the, Hey, we are out here. We are getting married. We are thriving. We are happy. You know, Mm -hmm. that's so important to see, like, because you, you become a product of your environment and social media now is a part of our environment. So if yes. that's all you're seeing is cheating and, you know, the right, and women mm-hmm. being independent and I can do it on my own and, you know, all of that, then you start to feed into that. And it's like, right. no, there's, there's happy Black couples out there, right. you know? Yes, definitely. But again, I look forward to seeing what's going to happen <laughs> with Lori Harvey and Michael B. Mm-hmm. Jordan. And we really going to get into the rest of this conversation, the nitty gritty, as we okay. get to this week's Hot Cup of Cocoa. All right. So in this week's Hot Cup of Cocoa. I have asked Phil and Amber to come on the show this week. I, w- I ran across their TikTok page and they made a post about sharing money and the commitment that comes along with that. And mm-hmm. that stood out to me because as you all know, my listeners, I have been married before and I am divorced, but that was one of our things where we didn't share money. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just always... I I thought, I'm not going to say believe, but just from what I knew that married people shared money, you know, Mm -hmm. and then when we got married and I was like, oh, so do we get a joint bank account now? And he was like, no, your money is your money and my money is my money. And I was like, okay. He was like, (laughs) bills is your bills. My bills is my bills. The bills we have together, we'll work it out. And I'm like, oh, Okay, so what would it take for us to get a joint account? Like, should we get one at least for the household bills that we have together? And it was like, no, Mm -mm. I was like, oh, okay. So, you know, to just get a different perspective Mm -hmm. as to why you guys believe in sharing money, um, you know, I think it's important to give your perspective on this topic. Okay. All right. Uh, um, well, we do share an account and we have been sharing, actually sharing our money since we were dating. Right. So before we even got so, a joint account, we were sharing money. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and, and to be honest, Coco, it really just happened organic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So so when we were dating, when we were boyfriend and girlfriend, um, 
I would come over Amber's house a lot. Like anytime I wouldn't have my son spending time with my son, I would be at Amber's house. Mm-hmm. And that turned into, since I'm over here, I might as well pay some bills. I might as well buy yeah. some groceries. I, I mean, okay, I'm like, Phil. It just made sense. So we organically went grocery shopping together. Uh-huh. We cooked together mm-hmm. because when, um, before me and Amber actually got together, Amber would always buy her food. <laughs> I never cooked. She anything. bought breakfast. <laughs> she bought lunch. She bought dinner. I'm like, look, look, <laughs> Hey, I am frugal Vandross. I am finna <laughs> save money. So I'm like, look, we finna cook, man. You not finna, <laughs> what, what you mean you finna buy lunch every day? Nah, we ain't every doing day. that. So I said, look, we gonna cook dinner and you gonna take leftovers for lunch. That's how you do it. I was not taking leftovers. <laughs> she, you know, she, I, and she and to this day, I'm it. not a leftover person. He said that kind of forceful, but that really wasn't how it, like, it wasn't forceful like that. Like, we just went grocery shopping. Like, yeah. you know, I didn't cook. I only knew how to cook, like, tacos. So that's <laughs> that's the only ingredients I had or, like, cereal. So yeah. I did eat out every day, every meal. And so we literally just went grocery shopping one day. And I remember the first time we went grocery shopping, I wasn't even expecting him to pay for the groceries even though we were, you know, getting things together, snacks and things that we liked, and he did. Mm-hmm. And of course, I was pleasantly surprised. And then he started doing small stuff like that, like, how much is this bill? I'm going to pay it. Here's money for your car note. And for us, just looking back, one thing that we can really say that started all of this for us is we've always been friends mm-hmm. and genuine friends. And we, I mean, we talk about it all the time. We really feel like, you know, the friendship is the foundation and that really laid the framework for our healthy relationship. Mm -hmm. And so because we were friends, because we discussed everything, it was so easy for us to then talk about money. Cause you know, a lot of couples don't want to talk about money. Right. And so we had money conversations. So by the time we got married, it literally was just a matter of getting our names on each other's bank accounts and having the joint accounts versus, Hey, now what are we going to do? We were mm-hmm. already making those decisions together. Like I can remember just us having a conversation one time, like he got paid, I got paid. And I don't even think this was a planned conversation. We were dating and it was just a, what do you need to do with, you know, your money? And this is what I need to do. And I think someone was like a little short and it was like, okay, well, here's this you know, for your bill. And it just started happening like that, yeah. like so mm-hmm. natural. Yeah. So, so, about- so I mean, I, I don't want to cut you off. No, go ahead. It, it, it wasn't that like I had my money, she had hers. Mm-hmm. It, it grew into, we have right. this together. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like what what's mine is hers and what's hers is mine. I mean, it's, it's just been like that since day one. Yeah. Okay. I think that is super dope that it like, the progression of it, it definitely sounds like it happened in a organic way and not just y'all like maybe she felt away and was like, we gonna do like, Mm -hmm. okay, what's the move? And then you like, no, we doing this. Like, I feel like it just organically happened Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. y'all ended up doing that. And so Mm -hmm. it don't even sound like y'all felt like y'all was scared. To no, 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 we finances. And that's no, a good point that you even 
say scared because that was never a thought in our mind like oh my goodness we're merging money it was just like okay we're married now and I remember us getting married on a Saturday I don't think we left for our honeymoon until like that Wednesday so that Mm -hmm. Monday I remember going and changing my last name and uh, like calling my insurance and putting him on it like for us it was just these are next steps yeah like Mm -hmm. this is what to do and not being afraid of anything now and I do want to say I know we're going to kind of get into this but I do want to say that that because it happened so organically for us that doesn't mean that it was just there still was an adjustment period because we were now spending money together yeah different right beliefs about money right you know mm-hmm. because like i said i'm the saver she's the spender. and i'm the spender so that was so definitely that an adjustment an adjustment period mm-hmm. for sure. I, I definitely think that is it, it's a balance though you know yes, what i'm saying absolutely. like it, and it also teaches both a different side to look at right saving because I am a spender, but I also do know how to manage my money. But, you know, I will say sometimes I'm a little bit more fiscally responsible when mm-hmm. I am with someone because I'm like, I don't want them to be like, oh, your girl just spent <laughs> up all the money. <laughs> right. You know? <laughs> yeah, when you by yourself, it's like, shoot. I mean, it is check? what it I is. I can ball out. <laughs> right. <laughs> Ain't nobody to hold me accountable. We spending right, money. Right. right. <laughs> I agree with that. So I I do think there is a check a check and a balance um, mm-hmm. when it comes to how it sounds like your dynamic is. Yes, and it's something that we actually believe in. Like for us, we feel like, and I want to be heavy on the for us, but we feel like you know you're not completely one if you can't share your money. Money is the biggest reason that couples get divorced. Money, literally, when you walk out your door, nine times out of 10, you're spending money. So Mm -hmm. to us, if we can't spend our money together, if we can't communicate about what needs to happen with our money, how can we truly say we're partners if we have separate money? Mm -hmm. And so when we kind of talk about this subject, that's something that I really like, you know, to encourage people to think about, like, how can you say you're one? If the biggest thing, you know, that everybody uses, that everybody needs is separate. Yeah. Yeah. But they just, it don't add up to me, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I also think like sharing money also, I'm not going to say solidifies the commitment, but I do think like it, there is some importance on the commitment. Like you yeah. said, like, how can you be one if mm-hmm. you're not sharing something like your finances right definitely definitely i mean because me sharing my money with my wife and her sharing her money with me that 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 puts you in a vulnerable state like you have to yep you have to be honest and say hey this is what i have right right mm-hmm. and 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 this is what we have together and you have to communicate too yes. i can remember early on in our marriage that we would pay, you know, just bills or whatever, but we wouldn't talk about it. And mm-hmm. there were a couple times where we were both pay, like paying bills or maybe, you know, ate out here and there or some things like that. And we weren't talking to the other person about it. And it's like, wait, you just paid that? I paid this. And you know, to where we didn't have enough to cover it because we weren't communicating about it. And it took a few times of that for mm-hmm. us to be like, okay, look, I know we just got paid. No one spent anything. Let's talk about it first. <laughs> yeah. Let's prioritize. 
and it, it took a few times of us, you know, bumping mm-hmm. our head with that before we really realized, like, okay, we have to talk about everything. Like, this is no longer just the Amber show or the Phillips show. Like, we have to make sure we're on the same page with all the money that we're spending. Because even if you think you're just spending, you know, $100 here, $50 here, he's, he's doing the same thing. It is adding up. So it definitely took some time and it forced us to communicate more intentionally about the money that we were spending. Mm-hmm. So do y'all feel this is something that y'all saw y'all parents do or... Was this something like, as you were growing up, maybe you decided like, this is what I'm going to do differently from how, from what I saw or? Well, um, I didn't necessarily see my parents do this. I, um, when I was in high school, I kind of noticed that my parents had the same account, Mm -hmm. but that's not anything that they just sat me and my brothers down and actually talked to us about. Mm -hmm. Um, that's my way of thinking and me supporting my friend at the time was like, I genuinely wanted to have her back with my finances. Right. So if this is what I call my friend, I'm gonna make sure that she's straight. Right. So, so that's just literally just how it started, Coco. It just was like, you know, I'm a, I I got your back when it comes to your finances. I'm gonna take care of you. And for me, I grew up with a single mom. Mm -hmm. So having money with somebody else was never a thing for me but I also grew up in church and I knew that's how it was supposed to happen (laughs) yeah so so for me I just always knew in the back of my head like we need to share money and I had heard of couples you know saying that they didn't share their money but I always was like I don't think that's right like Mm -hmm. (laughs) no I'm gonna have to share money with my man so I always just knew it was something that I wanted to do it made sense to me like I've always held marriage in such a you know on such a high really like this is something serious and if I'm gonna marry somebody like we're gonna be united we're gonna be one and that means one with our money as well so I'm Mm -hmm. just so thankful you know that Philip was on the same page with me with that and that it was able to happen so naturally and not forced you know Mm -hmm. I definitely think like you know when you're dating or have even been together with someone for a bit of time like I think it's a conversation like if it's not naturally happening then it should be it should be a topic of discussion like okay, as we move forward, like we're working towards marriage, once we get married, like what are your thoughts on sharing money? Because so when I got married, like it all happened so fast. Like we met a few months later, we was married, boom, whatever. Oh, wow. But, but, um, you know, I tried to fly through that because we show flew right on through it. Right. You (laughs) flew right on through married, boom. Yeah. But so a lot of these conversations didn't happen until after we were married. And then it was starting to look like, mm, we probably shouldn't have did this. Maybe we shouldn't have <laughs> did this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like we just weren't in agreement on mm-hmm. a lot of things like how we would operate as a couple, yeah. how we would progress our family. Like we all, we both just wanted it was like we wanted the same things, but we were just on different pages as far yeah. as how we were going to get there and when we were going to get there. So mm-hmm. um, 
you know, I, I would definitely, and even for myself, like as I move forward in dating or being in a relationship, it's definitely a topic of conversation that we talk about. And especially when it comes to like debt, it's just like, okay, this is what I have. What do you have? You know, so I, like me, like I said, I, when I'm by myself, I'm balling out. I'm living this life. You know, I'm right. money. But when I'm in a relationship, I'm like, okay, I got to be more responsible, right? you know? And so it's just one of those things like, you know, I can be responsible and I can be irresponsible, but you know, (laughs) (laughs) but I'm okay with letting the person know, like this, this how I operate right now, because I don't have nobody to be accountable to now, Mm -hmm. once I'm in this relationship, like, or we to a point where we do need to start sharing money or say we decide to move in together like I need to know what you got going on and I want you to know what I have going on so we do make that permanent commitment we both know what we getting ourselves into right and and also that can be deal breakers for some people Mm -hmm. so it's super important to just put that out there up front and I'm big on just kind of laying it out there like I remember before we got married, like I had a lot of student loan debt. And that was mm-hmm. something that I was like, I just need him to know and understand this, you know, as we're still dating, like, hey, this is something that if we get married, you know, we'll both have to deal with. But I think that is so important to just put it out there because I know it's scary sometimes, but at the same time, you want the other person to know what you're working with. But mm-hmm. then also you want to know how they are responding to this, how, you know, they're going to move with this because it could be a deal breaker. If we're not, if you feel like, well, that's just your problem and it is what it is. Are you my partner? Right. Cause are you my partner? Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You just can't leave me out to dry. Right. (laughs) Well, good luck. That's your problem. That that doesn't affect me. Right. Right. And for at least for us, it didn't. And I I think that that is just so important to just let's talk about it beforehand. Like before Philip even proposed to me, we had had most of these conversations and a lot of them did happen naturally just because, you know, in our relationship, we did a lot of talking. Yeah. But I feel like a even if they, of talking, Coco. I, I'm a talker, okay? A <laughs> I just like to be clear about things. Yeah. Like, I like mm-hmm. clarity. Yeah. So if that means we need to talk about it more than once, whatever, if I'm unsure, if you're unsure, I want yeah. us to figure it out. And that was right. something new to me. I, I, I wasn't talking like, what we talking about? He was was talking about this for, (laughs) but he was in love, so he talked about (laughs) right. He found the words, and and he did. (laughs) It's, I think, it's super dope. Like, y'all legit do sound like y'all are friends, like, Mm -hmm. y'all laugh together, and I think that's important because, in just going through that situation, I realized like whoever I do end up with, we do have like we have to build a friendship outside of 100 relationship is. And I think one when you have that good foundation or friendship, you know, mm-hmm. along with your relationship with someone, it does make making those life decisions together that much more easier. Absolutely. You find that a lot of your beliefs and your morals are the same almost right right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Very, very important. A, a lot of those decisions that we make together are based on our friendship. Mm-hmm. A lot of these things that, you know, like I've, I've said once before, or a couple of times before on our page, like I would, there, there's certain, a certain tone that I would never use to my wife mm-hmm. because she's my friend. Mm-hmm. I would, I would call her out of her name because she's my friend. Right. I would yeah. never, you know, like deliberately just leave her out there to dry because she's my friend. Right. I wouldn't do my friend like that. You know what I mean? So yeah. Uh, when you have that that foundation of friendship, a lot of those decisions that you make, the way you think, um, are are are, are different and they're rooted in friendship. Right. Right. And also, even when you get to like the hard things, because the hard things are going to happen, it doesn't matter how, you know, great your relationship is, there will Mm -hmm. be some hard issues that you have to face. But even those are easier when you're working through them with your friend, because it's like, for one, not only do I love you, and in this moment, you may be getting on my nerves, but you're my friend, so I still care for you, you know, you're my friend, so I'm still watching my words, you know, you're my friend, so I still have your best interest at heart. So for mm-hmm. us, even when we're upset with one another, we're still friends. So we still handle each other as friends. Right. And that has really been like just the thing for us. Like even in this pandemic, you know, a lot of relationships were like, I really don't sense. like them. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Meanwhile, we was kicking. And for us, we were having a great time. Now, of course. There were times where we needed some space and things yes. like that. Yes. But for the most part, it was like, no, dog, we legit friends. Yeah. Like we yeah. laughing and playing. Yeah. And- we literally took it back to college days. We playing spades. We right. watching Having TV. We listening to music. I mean, you know, we just in the house just chilling. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so dope. And I do like the fact that you brought up like even when you're upset with each other you're mindful of what you say, you know, oh, that's your friend. And I think a lot of times, you know, when people are angry, they just mm-hmm. say whatever come to their mind. Right. And yeah. I, I, pray, I, tr- I really do try. I'm not going to say try. I do do it. Um, mm-hmm. Cause a lot of people say, Oh, you so nice, you know, whatever. Cause I really don't have an in between. It's either I'm at zero or I'm at a hundred. That's about me. That's me. That's me. Because I know I can go straight to 100. Uh I really try to be mindful of how I say things because Mm -hmm. I can say some things that really, really hurt. You know, like sometimes you be thinking things like, all right, I got you. I got you. I'm up. You know? Oh, for sure. I definitely, I definitely get that. And for us, Really, when you were just kind of talking about that balance, that's the one thing that I really love about us is that we balance each other out so much. Like you can, I'm sure you can even tell just like in our conversation, like I am so much more amped up and Philip is always so calm and chill. So even when we have like disagreements or arguments or anything, Philip from day one has always been just this calm. Like he's talking to you. It's Mm -hmm. how he's talking to me when we have a heated discussion. And so for me, like I would be super amped up and Philip is just like, okay, Amber, but you know, talking in this tone (laughs) and really I felt stupid after a while. It's kind of like, why are you so turnt? And he not. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so I had to like really work on that in the beginning. And I wasn't really saying things I shouldn't say, but I had to make sure I didn't let myself take it that far because I can't. Right. And so it, it helped. And he didn't say anything. He was just his calm self. It was me being like, okay, so 
you just gonna be the fool and (laughs) and he's just gonna be super calm but it really helped me level out a little and just be really mindful of like the things that I said even when I was upset like yes you're being honest but do we honestly need to say this like (laughs) like this is your friend treat him as such so it definitely helped our relationship and that's something else that we really like pride ourselves in a little bit and we really talk about a lot it's like we always address each other as friends I want I want to add something real quick to that Coco if you don't mind yeah go ahead Um, when when I'm upset or when we're having a disagreement I always make sure that I don't say anything that will deliberately hurt my wife's feelings because I am a Coco when I say I'm a stickler on this I will never say anything to her to hurt her feelings but with the same tongue say I love you say right. all these positive affirmations like like to me it's like how can you do that to your partner right how can you tear them down you know all their insecurities you know what they struggle with why would you bring that up and throw that in their face and then mm. turn around and apologize for it and say I'm sorry and right. I, no, you should have never said this that stuff in the first place <laughs> like, you should never say it like you know what I'm saying? why would you do that to me like to me, that, that just that just really, really makes me upset. No, it like, grinds his gears. Yeah, man, look, it yeah. grinds my gears. <laughs> like I don't I don't play by stuff like that. Yeah. I would never say certain things about my wife that I know deep down in her heart that she struggles with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because like I said, we're friends. So I would never do her like that. Never. Yeah. Yeah. I I I definitely agree. Like especially like I feel like when you are with someone like you say you know the things that they struggle with and of course Mm -hmm. if you're talking in your relationship you know you would know certain things are triggers so that don't mean when you get into a argument that's that's the time to throw that in their face right no you don't do that man no you don't do that we're partners man we are partners uh, like we are right now in front of folks right like, like no we partners yeah you know and we don't we don't play by stuff like that and, and it's important sorry go ahead no go ahead i was just gonna say it's important it's important to ensure your partner that you trust them that they you can trust me with your you know your stuff you mm-hmm. can trust me with you know your feelings which are you know all the deep stuff you can trust me with it but if I'm afraid that you're going to throw it in my face when we're having an argument, you know, I can't trust you with right. my stuff. Right. Yeah. And that's something like for us, it, it has been a little easier because from jump, we've always known like, you know, and when we first started dating, we were kind of off and on, not even kind of, we were off and on a lot. Mm-hmm. But even in between that time, you know, we never badmouth one another or, you know, to other people or anything like that. So we were still showing like, you can trust me with yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's super important. Um, it's, it's a part of building that trust in your relationship, right. like knowing you can tell your partner something and know that that's safe with them. And Absolutely. I don't think that people realize that I mean you hear all the time words mean things you know that type of thing like I know as a kid sticks and stones may break my bones but words can never hurt but I they think do. words hurt worse than the sticks and the stones right you know, that's especially 
when it's right. coming from the person that that you're in a relationship with absolutely it, it right. just sting even worse absolutely. and it's kind of like how do i get past that how do we get back to a place when i didn't forget that you said all these things that were so hurtful to me you know two days mm-hmm. ago right yeah. so now we're back to just lovey-dovey how I like, can't. how is that possible <laughs> right <laughs> like yeah that just baffles me because i didn't forget it really does it just baffles <laughs> yeah <me. laughs> yeah i i agree like how how can you say something like that and then turn around and be like i love you i didn't mean it then what you say it for if you exactly that part exactly because why did you say it then exactly. you had to mean it because yeah. 10 times out of 10 when you in an argument you saying some some truthful things you saying what you really want oh to you say. really saying yeah. yeah you know what i'm saying because you're trying to get your point across right you, you, you're trying to let the other person know how you truly feel right and for you to tear me down in this moment in this state this is how you really this is how you really feel about me. Right, right. Right. That's that's how I take it. So I would I would never go there. Yeah. Because I don't feel that way about you. So I would never say that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But I do think that like all of this, like building the friendship, sharing the money, like being mindful of how you treat each other, I definitely think is all of is also a part of building intimacy within your relationship because you have you have trust you're sharing your life together like you've you've built a security within your relationship absolutely and I don't think it's just a I think a lot but I think (laughs) I think a lot of people don't really take the time to really assess what it is that they're doing in their relationships and Mm -hmm. when they do get married or find themselves divorced you know it's like now you can kind of you know hindsight is 2020 you know now you starting to realize like we really didn't have a friendship or you know I wasn't he this person didn't make me feel secure or you know, like those type of things. And so all of these things that we're talking about is all about building that security within your relationship. Mm-hmm. Like if you're tearing your spouse down, you bringing up stuff to hurt their feelings, like feeling like you can't share money, like you're yeah. put bridging a gap in your relationship. Right. And mm-hmm. it's just like, how do you, how can you move forward if you've built this wedge in between, right, right. In between you two? Like you're not, like you said, you're not becoming one mm-hmm. when you're when you're doing all of these negative things. Yeah, yeah. And that translates to every other part of your relationship. Mm-hmm. If I don't feel intimate, like if I don't feel close to you, if I don't feel like you know we're moving towards a partnership, like that affects so much. It affects, you know, just how I even treat you. And sometimes you don't even realize those things, but it's so important to like, for us, we really got to the point of being one before we even got married. Mm -hmm. That's how we knew like it was something real. And like, yes, we can get married because we were moving together. You know, just everything that we were doing, we were considering one another. Like we got to the point to where we were calling each other, like, Hey, what do you have planned for this day? I want to do this. What do you think about it? You know, what are you doing here? You know, and just, we just start making so many decisions together. Right. 
And I think that the friendship was really just the point for us to where it was easier to do. Like, I care about you genuinely, not just I care about you because I want to be intimate with you because, you know, those things. But I actually care about you as a person. I care about your well-being and I like you as a person. (laughs) Right. Like That's important. Like, I like you. Yeah. I'm okay with being around you all the time. I'm okay with discussing things with you because I actually like you. I want to talk to you, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that really helped us just kind of flow into those other areas. Right. I like y'all have like really hit the nail on the head with a lot of the discussion as far as like the commitment that Mm -hmm. comes with sharing money. And and it's not, it's definitely not something you do with everybody. I think sharing money is specifically set, set or designed to be with the person that you're really meant to be with or the person that you call husband or wife. Right. Um, Now, I mean, there are, there may be some people who don't necessarily believe in marriage, but they live together, been together for a long Mm -hmm. time and maybe life just started to merge together at some point but ultimately that is the person that you meant to be with right right didn't do the marriage bit of it but I I will say you know to each his own and how you operate within your relationship but for me personally I do hold some stock in the values that you and Phil have as Mm. far as you know, how y'all operate as a couple, how y'all treat each other. Um, and I think it's just a testament to the time frame that you all have been together, the time mm-hmm. you have invested in your mm-hmm. marriage, in your relationship, in your friendship, in your family. Um, because when you are married, like so much of your life becomes together. I barely remember a life without Philip. Like yeah. I, I can barely remember. <laughs> No, for real, for real. Uh, we've been together that long, yeah. And it and it just seems like it's just really just fly flown by, yeah. But mm-hmm. uh, this this year is is year nine, but we've been but back in two thousand eight when this all started, it was right. like, man, mm-hmm. like, y'all been together fourteen years all together. <laughs> <laughs> we have come a long way. We have come a long way because we was heavy on the off and on in the beginning. Heavy. Yeah. <laughs> Getting on my nerves, to be honest. <laughs> but yeah, we 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 we've been doing some good stuff, and we we, we we really are proud of the the couple that we have become because, like, our, our marriage is definitely intentional. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. we, we try to become better every year, and I'll, I'm 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 actually glad that you said something earlier about uh, assessing uh, your relationship and and assessing the, the your role that you play in your relationship is that. Me and Amber tried to every single year on our anniversary, we sit down and we assess our marriage. Mm-hmm. We, we we put it out on the table and say, hey, you know, what are you uncomfortable with that? What I've been doing or is there anything that we need to talk about? Yeah. Or, because we don't want to get to a point to where one of the other person has been unhappy for five years. Right. And they checked out a long time ago. Like, we're not, we're yeah. not playing that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. Let me know now if there's something I need to do differently so I can change this. Yeah. So I can work on this because we're in it for the long haul. This ain't no, I I told her a long time ago, Coco, (laughs) look, I'm not doing this again. 
I'm one and done. Yeah, and we, we got to die out about. this thing. Right, and even <laughs> right. when we got into a relationship, because like I said, we were off and on for so long, but in that off and on, we were never actually in an official relationship. And yeah. so when we got to the point of being in an official relationship, we even talked about that, like, hey, you know, we already love each other. Like, we're not trying to play and we're, like we're dating to marry. And yeah. so that's something that we just even established, like, once we actually became boyfriend and girlfriend, like we're dating to marry. And so we have always been just very intentional about building that just from from day one. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's dope and especially like for people listening who are in these relationships that are long-term and they are wanting to get married I definitely think it's important to have the discussion of where are we going um like fairly early on in a relationship like what is like once you decide your boyfriend and girlfriend it's just like and and I'm saying this for people who are like in an age bracket where uh-huh, like right, right. marriage is the, the next step but you know like okay we dating to marry we dating just to have fun we like what is the the uh end yeah. result of this right what do you want from this situation like what do you want from this exactly right um it's definitely a conversation that needs to be had that way two, three years down the road, you sitting here like, well, I want to be married. And the dude like, well, I don't, I don't see myself getting married. And it's just like, right. I wasted all these years of my time. Exactly. Exactly. And you don't want to be married. What? (laughs) And it's so important to talk about that before your feelings are actually involved. Mm -hmm. Because when your feelings aren't involved, you can say, oh, okay, we're not lining up with, with each other. We can walk away from their biggies. But when you start having the feelings involved, it's kind of like, I know you said you don't want to be married, but I'm already in love, so I'm sticking around. And that's when you have, like, the issues and all of that, because now we're tied to each other, and we really shouldn't have been. Yeah. 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 Definitely. I, I definitely feel like there's a sense of obligation at some point if you're not on the same page. You right, know? right. Like somebody is gonna feel like, you know, a move needs to be made, right, right, yeah. and not know which way to go. Exactly. <laughs> well, we could have talked about this, and you were upfront with me. Then we shouldn't even started this relationship. Exactly. Yeah. Like you could have told me this when we was like <laughs> a month in, when it was just like, oh, I think I like him, right? But here we are, years down the road and I'm right. not one step closer to being married <laughs> like <laughs> like you played me <laughs> but at the same time I'm not going nowhere yeah and that's how people get stuck mm-hmm. like I don't want to go anywhere I'm, I'm I love you I'm bonded to you yep. but you did play me yep yep you played me <laughs> you played me why would you do that <laughs> yeah yeah, it's just it's just like sometimes why can't people just be upfront about what right. it is they have going on? And I don't know if people get afraid to say how they really feel or mm-hmm. 
you know, be afraid that if I tell this person, like, I don't see myself getting married, they're not going to be with me. Like, maybe they could see this person as like this wonderful person. They really like this person. They really enjoy spending time together, but they just don't see themselves getting married. And so it's just like, well, if I won't say it and we just kind of stick together, then yeah. But you, the yeah. other person still ends up getting hurt in the end. So yeah. it's like, did you, did you really care about me? Yeah. Or did you just care about yourself and what you wanted? But I'm also a firm believer, and I know we kind of all over the place with this conversation, but I am such a firm believer also in people showing you who they are and yeah. you having to look for those signs because people will give you signs. Even if he or she didn't outright say, hey, I don't want to be married. I don't see myself being married. I bet you can look and see some signs that they gave that they right. didn't want to be married because they'll show you or they'll tell you. Yeah. So it's like, you still have to have your eyes open and notice those flags for what they are. Mm-hmm. You, we, we like to dismiss it and be like, oh, uh, yeah. that wasn't a big of a deal. Like, no, we're dating. So we need to be actually vetting our partner. It was yeah. a big deal. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to walk away from that. Yep. Like you said, we touched on a lot in this conversation, but ultimately, I really like, yeah, it started out talking about sharing money, but I definitely think everything that we talked about, like I said, ties into building your relationship, Mm -hmm. like really understand what it is that you're getting yourself into. Mm -hmm. And that's that's what I want people to take away from this conversation. Like, of course, you're going to do what suits you, what you believe in, but definitely wanted to give a different perspective to, mm-hmm. of course, the money conversation, sharing money within your relationship. But there's also a commitment that comes along with sharing money. And that mm-hmm. commitment is tied to so many other things, friendship, right. love family like all of that ties into that and so it was all a convert all I think it was all meant to be in this conversation right right because they are so intertwined Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah it's just like you almost can't have the money conversation without saying what that means right that part yes Mm -hmm. you are so correct about that that's true because i need all the other stuff to happen to trust you to spend to put my money with you right Right. Mm -hmm. and no you're not gonna take me for everything i got exactly (laughs) exactly (laughs) yes whether it's a little or a lot i need it right Right. <laughs> yes, definitely. So, do y'all have any final words that y'all would like to say? No. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to say thank you so much for inviting us on your show. I think it was a great conversation. Uh, we loved it. Um, we love talking about these type of things. We love talking about relationships. We love talking about our relationship. Um, we love to be a resource for others. So, you know, if we could ever be a resource for you, we definitely will. If it's something, you know, within our capacity, um, we just want to encourage other couples. Like it's, you don't have to settle. There is somebody out there for you. And we definitely want to encourage like to build those friendships first mm-hmm. and just kind of 
before they go, like be confident and comfortable in the person that you are and know and understand that there is somebody for you as you are, you know, like we don't have to change and be somebody else um, for a relationship to serve us. And so we just want to encourage that, encourage communication. That's something we really care about. Like everything we just talked about, you know, a conversation is involved. Mm-hmm. So just kind of want to throw that out there. But we appreciate you so much for just inviting us and having the conversation with us. So we enjoyed it and we thank you. Yes, definitely. Yeah. I- <laughs> <laughs> now I told you I'm the talker. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I do thank you guys for coming on the show today. Would y'all like to tell everybody where they can follow you at on social media? Yes, absolutely. You can follow us at Black Love for Life. Uh, it's B-L-A-Q-L-O-V-E, the number four. L-I-F-E on all social media platforms. But Instagram is kind of our little space. <laughs> I know you found us on TikTok, but yeah. <laughs> we're trying to get better with TikTok. Yeah, yeah. I we also it. have a website, www.blackloveforlife.com. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find, you know, some different blog topics and things like that. We wrote an ebook um, from friendship to marriage, how we built an everlasting relationship, which you can get on our website. Um yeah our youtube channel our youtube is blackloveforlife.com and yeah that's that's how you can find us we we love to chat you know we love to help and all those type of things so definitely hit us up okay okay well again thank y'all for being on the show i definitely love the dynamic the perspective that y'all gave And of course, as we mentioned throughout this episode, you know, you're going to do what you do feel is best for you, but it was just to give you food for thought. And I think it's definitely something to take into consideration because, you know, when you are making the commitment to be married, you are saying that we are becoming one and you really need to think about what that really means, what uh, what becoming one means. Right. And it's going to be the title of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, title. <laughs> but, um, you know, I definitely think that, you know, this was a great discussion. Definitely some gems everyone can take away, whether you agree with some, don't agree with some, but you definitely learn something from this episode, which is always the goal is to teach. Even if it's something I don't necessarily know, I definitely like to bring people onto the show that can speak to certain topics that I may not be able to, or just to help pass whatever, pass along the message that I'm trying to put out there. So again, thank y'all for coming on. Y'all mm-hmm. can follow me on social media on all platforms, Kiking with Coco. Um, my website, if you want to keep up to date with all the episodes, you can go to my website, Kikin with Coco Podcast.com. And of course, if y'all want to reach out, ask a question, give give advice or give topics for episodes that y'all would like to hear. Y'all can hit me up on one of my social media platforms. I respond. Or you can hit my email, kikianwithcocopie at gmail.com. 
But as always, I appreciate y'all for tuning in. And until next time, bye. Peace out. Mm-hmm. <laughs>